Hey guys, and welcome back to The Groove, and I'm here with Goth Goth today for a little interview. Um, so I'm going to start by asking you where the name Goth Goth came from, and why Goth Goth? I guess I'll take it. I guess <laughs> I'll take it. So what, when we were first meeting up, right, so when we first met up, we met up at Nate's house. We, you know, we're jamming. We're like, all right, this is gonna work. We hit it off. But um, we we had the classic starting, you know, band thing of like having a discussion about what the heck do we name our band? And we we're coming up with a bunch of different things. We we're thinking of doing like even like a March Madness bracket. But I think it was to the point where um, my partner and I we kind of fed a bunch of stuff into a band name generator. <laughs> Just a bunch of words that stem from all of our things. And one of the ones that came out was Goth Goth, and I made the pitch to the band, and uh, it ended up sticking. I think it's the long and short of it. Do you mind if I, <laughs> I hop in? Yeah, totally. I, I was going to say, like, it, we, like, because we had a bunch of, like, super serious goth names, like the Seven Sabres, or, like, a bunch of other, like, really awful, super serious names. <laughs> and, like, and it started as a joke among us all where it's just like what if we were actually just goth goth <laughs> and then it's like why not like actually <laughs> we ball let's do it <laughs> i mean it works it's a very unique goth name for a band and it's like kind of funny because it's just straight up <laughs> like this is what you're getting and that's it but i like it <laughs> um yeah, at least at least somebody does I, at yeah least gotten some stick for it oh no <laughs> right hey man we have haters we're successful <laughs> <laughs> um so you guys have been together for three years as a band now um so what made you like what at what point made you want to continue with the band and like not stop and like keep going with it who wants this one um yeah so i think we didn't know that we would have any sort of margin of success in the philadelphia scene so when we started doing stuff um like like two months in and people started to like us and a lot of like younger people started to like us we were like oh like maybe we should continue doing this and it's it's just kind of gotten larger um, than we uh, honestly have ever thought because, you know, for me, I've only been in like one other band in like college and that was like not super serious and we didn't have a following at all, but now we do, which is um, kind of unexpected. But I think that's just because um, the the nice fan base that we have. It's awesome. And for me, it's more so like, Honestly, like I was saying earlier, what was that? Oh, no, I said go ahead. Take oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like from practice one, I feel like we just kind of hit it off like musically together. Like I, it's really fun to play with these guys. And like, yeah, like Thursday, one we were jamming, I was just like, damn, man, this has to be like one of the best practices we've ever had. And it, it was just really like we we built that chemistry pretty immediately and it's something that yeah i don't think i've had with a different band before and that's kind of a big thing for me was sticking with it 
Yeah, I feel like it's important uh, to have tr- that. Ooh. For me, it's the uh, drugs and cocaine. <laughs> and all, um, all the free uh, things people give us. Um, special creams and lotions. Um, <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. I mean, for me personally, as a... Um, it definitely was just like, oh, like, we lock in. It's great. Cool. Let's do it. And then, like, just kind of, like, I don't know. Like, we, I, I think to in the less glorious way and less exciting way, it was just kind of like, oh, we're, like, because, like, you know, we played for a little bit. And it was just like, oh, cool. Like, we're banned. And then it was just like, we could do this, like, more often. Or we could just, like, you know, be a couple of dads meeting up in the garage on the weekend. Like, but it's kind of like oh we get along like music's fun and like we're writing more interesting stuff as we go along like yeah let's let's keep doing it and then all of a sudden it's been three years and it's like oh god where did the time go <laughs> yeah well how did you guys decide to start the band in the first place i'll take that uh, right, okay, um, go for it put out a so, you know, the Philly DIY Facebook account, um, Facebook, so ad, um, not an ad. I think I actually responded to like a comment or like a post on there that was like, um, form a band with people in the comments, something like that. And so, <laughs> so I said, I want to form a post-punk band and, um, and Wolf responded, me too. So he messaged me and I realized that he actually messaged me like years before about like a practice space. And I was like, I can't believe it's like the same dude. So, um, cause Philly's just like a small town apparently. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then Wolf and I met up, um, with initially like another, um, another friend. Um, and Wolf and I got along, but didn't um and then and then we went with nate we met up at his house this is all very sketchy and i can't believe that we just do this like 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 just went over nate's house and i was like yep this is just this is just normal um and then you know uh nate wolf and i we got along really well and i think like it was just really fun to play with nate He's a really great drummer. He's not here, but he's a really great drummer. Um, and then we put out another like inquiry in the same Facebook group, like we need a singer. And Louise sent us their um their their project and we really liked um their voice. And so we That's crazy. <laughs> All just from Facebook. <laughs> the internet is a crazy mysterious thing mm-hmm. um we call it yeah i'm i'm the sammy hagar of the group um i was uh, i'm but just the second singer not even an original member <laughs> i wouldn't call, um our original member the original member because we saw them like once <laughs> <laughs> yeah we jammed like one time <laughs> Dang. um so you guys have a new album out, and I wanted to know how you guys went about making it and writing it and putting it together. 
can I can I take this one? Yes. Hell yeah. Cool. Um, so, uh, what do you call it? Wait, repeat the question one more time. I'm sorry. Um, like, how did you go about making the album? Like, starting to write it and produce it and everything, record all that fun stuff. <laughs> well, well, it all started. It all started out with like just a just a, a little little virus. Um, <laughs> I uh, what do you call it? We had, we had put out our first EP. And like we were like, oh, we should put out more music. Like, let's do another EP. Like we had two songs written. It's like let's let's do it. Like blah blah blah. And like, but we, I think we had just played like, I think it was like we had decided we wanted to do like another recording, but <coughs> we, uh, I think yeah, we hadn't done any of this. So we we played our like biggest show with like Vision Video at the Philomoka. And we were like, all right, guys, like, we just played a million shows, put out a record, like, really cool, like, awesome. Like, we're all, like, really tired and had, like, a really crazy, crazy year. Like, let's take a break. And then, like, I think it was, like, we were like, we'll meet back in January or February. I can't remember. But um, it's like, yeah, we'll get together. And then, like, the the week of that we're supposed to meet up, I ended up getting COVID. Ooh. And I was just, yeah, it sucked. And... Oh, dude, I have a lot of stories that are just as crazy from that period that don't have to do with the music. But actually, I guess I'll I'll tell it anyway. I, I remember <laughs> it was like the first night because I the first morning, I guess, because um, I obviously had to stay home for the whole week. So I I woke up like drenched in sweat and like vent, like hyperventilating. And I was like, Jesus Christ. And then like it's like two or three in the morning, like the lights just breaking and like all I hear like blasting out of someone's car window is creep by Radiohead, but specifically the like she runs part where like he goes like really high for it. And he just kind of zooms past my window. And I was like, this is going to be a day. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I thought it was like a dream, but like, yeah, it, it was a weird start to that whole period, but I ended up like watching a bunch of music docs. Like I watched the Oasis supersonic. I watched, uh joy division control biopic like just i watched the western the decline of western civilization the punk the punk documentary like just a million things and like a lot of those videos you get to watch like um especially like with the with control like all the actors learn how to play the parts to the songs so like it was like oh cool so like this is how joy division wrote a song like this is how the germs wrote a song like this is how all like the like mechanical aspects of it like oh guitar parts over here and the bass is all the way up here like that kind of thing and i was like all right, fuck it. Like, I, I have a lot of feelings. I shouldn't have sweared. Uh, I have a lot You're of... You're fine. <laughs> I, uh, I had a lot of things I can... I have a lot of things I want to write about. And I just started cranking out tunes. And then by the time it was time for us to meet up, I was like, guys, I have like six billion songs. Do you want to record a, an album? And they're like, we also have six billion songs. Do you want to record an album? And we were like, yeah, let's do it. And then as soon as we started working out the tunes for the record, it was like, they just kept like one after the other, just kept locking in and locking in and locking in. But they were so, I think they're quite different from like the two singles we put out before the album where we were like, oh, like this needs to be its own separate thing. So then we hit up our friend Nico who did our first album, our first EP, and then him and his friend Vince, who's in a band called Doused. Nico's in a band called Tavista. Um, we're like, hey guys, like we want to start recording this. Like, I know it's gonna be a huge thing. Let's start planning it out. And 
you know, we recorded drums at uh, UArts. Like we used, uh, yeah, my my old roommate was an employee there, so we um, got in, recorded drums, and recorded everything else at Nico and Vince's, and we both have really great spaces. And then we just kind of like, even then, like the record was still taking shape. There was a song in there that we'd only played uh, together one time, and like it just all like. It was really long. I think we took almost like nine months making the whole thing. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it's literally our baby. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I mean, like from day one, like after we like we wrote Degradation Pink was one of the first songs that came out of the bunch. And like, we're like, let's let's call the record that. And like, we. I don't know, it kind of all just fell together and, and we were just kind of like. How many like aside from like disaster artists has like an insane output they're, they're so great yeah um, we're like probably <laughs> local the brothers siblings they they uh who else like what i haven't seen a lot of other local bands at least like that are in our like you know we've only been around a year or two like who have put out a whole album so we're like let's just go for it mm-hmm and it's really good. I listened to it this morning because I was preparing myself, but I love it. <laughs> it's so good. Um, so now that this is your baby and you want everyone to hear it, what are your plans for promoting it? Um, crying. Whining <laughs> <laughs> about it. Uh, asking people pretty, pretty please. Yeah. Sugar on top. <laughs> Yeah, man. We don't make money off this. Just listen to it and tell your friends <laughs> to listen to it. And just want people to listen to it, man. It, it It's really fucking good. <laughs> I listen to it. You should listen to it. <laughs> I mean, as far as, like, promotional plans, like, we did, uh, we've reached, we've reached out to a few places. I mean, like, we, we had the pleasure of getting a review from Post Punk Online, which was really funny. The comment section has been insane over the name alone. <laughs> Um, which is awesome. And then, uh, we're playing shows like not as, I mean, we're open to whatever you could drop a show on us tomorrow. We'll be there. Maybe. We're doing, um, quests to do interviews to the album release. And we got the, the review published finally online. Um, so yeah, expect to see more of the. I mean, we also are lucky to be here on the groove with. You, we are uh, <laughs> New York. Um, so who would you say helped you the most of putting out the album and making the album? Josh. <laughs> Josh is my husband. <laughs> oh yeah, obviously all the partners and everybody who's been with us a long way, but Nico and Vince probably they put in so much like production hours, like all the extra sound design and things like that. Like, yeah, they put their all into it just like we did. So the two of them, I'd say, um, definitely. Like, their hard work definitely needs to be acknowledged, too. Absolutely. I mean, they they were the key. They got us wrangled up, and they, like, Vince made, uh, like, Vince made quite a few, like, production choices. Like, the there's, like, a sample at the beginning of No Rave that he just dropped in, and we were like, this is awesome. And, like... Sitar. Yeah. Sitar. Sitar. Sitar on it. Yeah. So just like little zest. 
Yeah, a little sound design, just like the mixing, like having the patience of me um, going back and forth about Degradation Pink's mix like four times. <laughs> yeah, it, they definitely were like the, the main driver there. I think aside from that, just our own like urgency, <laughs> the, the absolute need to have it out. It, it was like, yeah, such a big project. Mm-hmm. Um, so why did you guys choose Pink to be, like, the main focus of everything and the title, like, in the title? Pink is hot. (laughs) 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 So what do you guys give a real answer? (laughs) 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 Um... I think um, we were we were writing. Louise, you came to us um, with all those songs you written, and one of them, which was going to be on Degradation Pink, um, you were saying like I really want to put um, like like kind of BDSM lyrics to this, and and yeah, we're so we were saying like Degradation King, and then we're like, what about Degradation Pink? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was very, yeah, we're, we're masters of wordplay here, if you haven't noticed, between goth goth and degradation pink and uh, all our, and all the lyrics I've written, but uh, what do you call it? Uh, yeah, it's it was definitely, like, that was, like, that was step one. I think step two is definitely, Molly, it was also the, like, we, you and I, we talked about, what's that, that genre of music? Like, it's, like, hyper pop, but it's, like, all bubblegum and super pink and, like, oh, like- just, like, early 2000s. Yeah, we were listening to like bimbo core like at that we were, yeah like, really into like aisha erotica and like kim petrus and yeah <laughs> and, yeah that's i remember you should be like this is hot and then you had that pink jumpsuit and i'm like what if we just did this like as a band like we're already like goth goth and like you know the people already are kind of like mm, and they raise an eyebrow when they see us like let's just go full like instead of just doing a full like one of the first ideas for it was like black album cover with like marble lettering like this whole thing and then oh. it's just like what just complete 180 direction let's just go full pink fun bubblegum kind of sexy slutty kind of thing it's awesome yeah and like i've been a part of the game since i was like 13 years old and like love it it's great there's just like not a ton of room for like innovation sometimes and i feel like a lot of people can be kind of like a stick in the mud about goth music especially you know, if you've been in the scene for a long time. Um, and so it's kind of fun to do something different, but still having those elements of post-punk. Mm-hmm. I do, I like it though, because it's like the clash from the black clothes on the album cover to the pink background and that whole like photo shoot you guys have too. Like, where did you guys do that photo shoot? And like, how fun was that? Because it looked like it was fun. <laughs> Um, we did it at our drummer Nate's play, old place, like his old house you know, in Drexel Hill. Um, his wife, his wife Claire, is a very talented photographer, and she had this like just giant pink uh, ooh, backdrop that we were like, oh, this is like it's in the right shade and everything. It was like meant to be, honestly. And I mean, speaking for myself, it was a ball. We just blasted music and did a lot of really ridiculous dumb shit. Molly got the step on me, so there's been worse days. <laughs> <laughs> um, what song 
or songs on the album stand out to you guys the most and why? I think we all have different favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess since I'm talking, I'll go. I mean, my, my favorite personally is LBP. Um, so that's for a few reasons, right? Like, so LBP is one of the ones where Louise came with the bones of it, right? And when we were working on that, um, we were in Molly's basement. We so, sometimes um, we'll put stuff on the TV and we put on a really, a really, 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 and I mean really bad horror movie. <laughs> um, and it, it was one of those that was, it was so bad to where it might have been like a low budget porno, um, which is where the name came from. But so, like, I have fond memories just from, like, the writing session in it and just, like, how it came out. Like, you know, like, the Louise come with the bones of the song. That was the day I figured out the riff. But also, like, while we were recording the album, I was learning how to play the synth. And this is one of the songs where the synth is featured prominently. So I I kind of am a little self-indulgent in that way, too. LVP is my favorite. I, I wanted to say in, in that session, too, like, it was really funny because, like, we'd be like really in the zone like playing and then like we'd stop or like even like mid-song I'm about to start singing and I look over and there's like a weird goblin creature humping someone and it's just like I what are we doing where are we right now this isn't real (laughs) the movie's called filthy mcnasty by the way if anybody wants to find it (laughs) that's right that's what it's called oh god it's all funny because like yeah, I, oh, it, that was so ridiculous. Molly, do you want to go next? What's up? Do you want to go next, or do you want me to go? Yeah. Um, my favorite is probably, um, Silence of, um, because live, I always, like, kind of dread playing it, because I feel like I never play it. <laughs> Um, but on the recording, I think it just sounded so good. And I think it's just sound exactly the way that I wanted it to sound. It sounds like very um, dark and ominous. And usually I don't like really slow paced songs, but I really liked that one. Um, and yeah, I, I really like that one. <laughs> I, I think my... Uh... Like picking amongst your children. No, uh, <laughs> uh, I think I feel like DP has some of my favorite lyrics and like guitar parts. Like I really love playing the twelve string on that. Now our, our buddy Nico, his dad actually plays twelve string on the album version. Um, but I love doing that one live. Um, no Ray, which is what Molly brought, was is just like also one of my favorite lyrically that she wrote entirely. I think it's awesome. Um, that one, the guitar solo is probably one of my favorites too. Uh, Cult Singer, probably the best guitar solo. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like Euphoria though, I think is my favorite because I mean, I love dissociative music, but um, what do you call it? That one was really funny because we were in the studio and we were just kind of, it, we used to play that song as our intro, like just to get people warmed up to like how loud we were going to be. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, we're still pretty loud, but those early goth stuff days we were even louder. And it was like, 
All right, like before we hit people with just like an obnoxious amount of sound and Luis screaming, like let's warm them up with a little bit of like ambient, like super shoegazy thing. And like we stopped playing it for a while and then I was like, let's record it. Like we'll, again, like thinking of it as a as an intro track. And then like when we went to record it, like <clears throat> it was awful. Like we did like seven billion takes and Nate was getting so frustrated with me. And then we were all just like, it's the end of the day. We've been here for like a million hours. Let's <laughs> just get this song done. Like everybody was like done. Like we were all hungry. The producers were hungry. Like it's like, let's get just get out of here. And I'm like, no, we need one more take. And like <laughs> we we did the one more take. And like that was like the bare, like the the real back the backbone of it because like um i think the original guitar part from that first session is still on that um there's like a lot of layers like guitar layers and like synth layers and like it really came out to be this super beautiful thing and like it's yeah it just feels good it feels good to feel bad so i think that one's my favorite also that sound bite at the end is wolf messing something up Hey, okay. um, <laughs> I, I, I don't, I can't confirm nor deny what that sound might is from, but it is me saying something. But one what? comment on Euphoria, it has my favorite solos of the album from Louise, though. The second Euphoria solo is my favorite solo on the album. Pretty, pretty darn good. I, it, I, it was from Nico's house. That soundbite is Nico's computer like crashed towards the end of a wolf take or something, and it just like. And I was like, wait, stop, don't kill the computer yet. And I put my phone up to like my headphones and it was just that endless loop. I, I forgot about this till right now. That's what it was. It was the crunchiest <laughs> sounding thing ever. <laughs> yeah, it, it was Pro Tools crashing or something. <laughs> Crunchy wolf moments. Hell yeah. Um, well, Going off of that, what song was the hardest for you guys to learn and play on the album? Euphoria. <laughs> <laughs> Euphoria was so hard for some reason. It was it's like too for me. Oh, yeah. It, Euphoria is like two chords, but we always like mess it up somehow. It's like <laughs> genuinely like the easiest one of the bunch, but we're always just like... Yeah, I can't relate on that. I because I I improv my euphoria part on the recording actually because like up until that I actually didn't have a part written. <laughs> but Dwe yeah, Dwerme, I was like in my head about it because that was the newest song for me and like the the main riff that I play is like a little syncopated and I guess it's the one is one of the songs in the album where I'm like actually taking the lead in earnest, which a lot of time Louise is the one like soloing. So that one I was like in my head about, and I think it turned out great. But yeah, you, you, Euphoria kind of rested more on their shoulders. I was just doing ambient like harmonics and stuff. <laughs> I, I think as a band, Euphoria for sure. But I think personally, for me, Master was actually the hardest because like the vocals are really draining, and like every time we've done it live, I've thrown up like oh, partway wow. through the song, or like before. <laughs> like I don't know what it is about that song. Yeah, 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 super. Uh, there's a story if you want it. I don't know if you want it. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, we were playing up in Ithaca, New York, and like it was just a really stressful day. And like, our, our finally, I remember I have a lot of stomach issues, 
sometimes. Mm. Um, a lot of anxiety-induced stuff. And like that day was specifically spicy for me. And we're playing through the set, like we're killing it. We're gross and sweaty and we get to master and I'm like screaming my guts out and I'm like awesome. And I'm like crawling around and people are digging it. And then I'm like rolling on the ground. And then like I raise a hand up just to be dramatic. Like not, I'm not asking for anything. I'm just raising a hand up while I'm laying on the ground. And this kid like takes it as like, oh, we got to pick them up. And like they reach down and like yoink me up. So like my stomach flips because like I'm like, like jolted up and I'm like, Oh, oh, I don't like I don't like how that felt. And like I, I walk back up to the stage and I'm like, all right, this is fine. And then like I just like roll up, like I feel the vomit hit the front of my teeth in my Ooh. mouth. And like I throw my head back and swallow it and then sing the next <laughs> verse. <laughs> and then like I I like I sing through it, we get through it, and like it's just the part where it's just the band again. And I go over to Molly, I like tap her on the shoulder and she's like, I'm like, I flew up. And she just like starts dying laughing <laughs> and it proceeded to happen at like the next two or three shows and during recording like i'd be recording the vocal part and i'm like and i'm like oh dude i've like pavlov dogged myself into throwing up whenever i sing this song or something no because <laughs> we always joke like i'm a full up right now and then like you yeah. actually did <laughs> yeah. It was like the, the bit that like there in that period was just like, dude, what if I just threw up? Like, what if we were just sitting here? I threw up and like, <laughs> and then it happened. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I got to charge my phone. Oh, no, no, no. Always. Um, <laughs> well, how would you guys describe your band dynamic? Like, how would you... I don't know how to explain it, but like how you guys help each other and like who takes what position and like stuff like that. We're all switches. We take roles in a dom and sub both ways. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's changed over the years for sure. Um, Yeah, I think that me and Wolf, we used to just write like the, the backbones of the songs and like Louise and Nate would come in and they would make it a real song. Um, but recently Louise took on a lot more songs and they've been taking the role and we've been like adding our stuff in. So it kind of just like switches back and forth. Yeah, I mean, it really like, every band compares themselves to any other band that exists ever. But I guess like, we are really like, aside from Nate, who like, I mean, that's the thing. Like, even though Molly Wolf and I bring, like, written songs in, like, realistically, they do not take shape till Nate puts drums on them. Yep. Because he'll put, like, some sort of, like, syncopated, crazy dance beat behind one or, like, and it'll just change the feel of the whole song. And then we're like, oh, like, let's go this way now. Even though mm-hmm. we'll have, like, an idea for it. And, like, it, like, really changes because, like, there'll be some songs where it's, like, Molly, like, no rave, Molly just came with the whole thing, like, done. And we were like, oh, okay, cool. We're just adding sprinkles to this cake. And then there'll be other things where it's like, silence, I think, Wolf had the first riff, and then I added the chorus, right? Was that it? Like, the yeah, chorus. yeah, I did the verses, he did chorus. And then, like, Nate brought it all together, and then Molly was like, I got a bass line for you. Don't worry about it. And I was like, okay, cool. And it just, like, and, yeah, it, it just, like, it really does... We are all just constantly switching around. I think um, we like to, we all know that we're good at playing our 
instrument, so we don't really worry too much about if it's going to sound good, because it usually... That's good. (laughs) Do you think it works better in the way that you are now than what you were when you first started, like, the dynamic? Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, because originally, um, yeah, like I said, me and Molly, like, three out of four, well, actually, that's not even true, but, like, a lot of the early stuff was just really me and Molly writing stuff, just, like, Mm -hmm. two of us workshopping stuff and then bringing it. But, yeah, realistically, we, yeah, we have three songwriters in the band now, and when you have three heads, you know, going towards, like, say, all the sonic components, right, and then Nate, like I said, he's the best damn drummer ever. So Nate's always been doing Nate's things, and that never had to change. And, yeah, but I I like it now because we get, like, a bit more variety in the kind of music we write. And we also, like, can bounce ideas off each other just really in general, you know? Like, like even if, like, so we bring, like, a pretty fleshed-out idea, like, just getting the feedback from the, you know, the other two that, you know, also know how songs are put together... And did they like the couple tweaks pretty much always works out making it better in the end. So definitely appreciate it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, what would you guys say is one of your favorite shows that you guys have played together? You can have multiple answers. <laughs> I love any show that was put on at the Haven. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, I agree. I, 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 think, I think mine, mine are, are shows. That was really wild. wild. But yeah, the Haven, the Haven shows. I saw you guys there like a couple of times, and I loved your sets every time. And for some reason, I don't know why, but I feel like the Haven matched your guys' vibe a lot, and it like very much influenced everyone there when you guys played and it was really really awesome but are there any other shows that you guys liked i feel it's crazy like to kind of hear that because like um i mean i at least personally you don't always get like feedback i guess like Mm -hmm. i part of wanting to do this whole thing was like interacting with other artists and creative people and just people that are watching in general and just but so it's really cool and it's funny to like hear like because i feel like it would be the other way around like we really feel like <coughs> our shows that really influenced like us like i like like we like we really loved playing there and like the bands we got to like play there with was like a lot of fun and i mean molly molly's other band hot seat played the first show there so like mm-hmm. it was like day one like, in, even though it wasn't goth stuff, like, we've been kind of tied together. And it was, yeah. like, it was, a, it was a real special place. A lot of energy. And it was, I think, what let us, like, be, like we're, we're kind of, like, reflectors where it's just, like, well, obviously, we're going to shoot stuff out. And as long as it bounces back, we're just going to keep going back and forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely the Haven as far as, like, Philly house gigs. Uh, every time we play up with the Ithaca scene, those kids always bring their best for us too. So uh, 
Philly kids, come on, man. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Step it up, guys. Oh, Step man. it up, guys. Come on, you can't let the small town. No, I'm just kidding. We, we, we love playing here, too. Well, hometown shows. Nothing really beats playing in Philly. Like New Yorkers have three pairs of socks on and two heavy jackets. Come on, guys. You know, let them show us off. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> I, I think definitely... Sorry, go ahead, Wolf. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, I was gonna say something, but I'm, nah, I'm not gonna say that no more. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I, I love I love our hometown shows. I mean, I my favorite thing is like, you know, we've all like we've gotten the pleasure of playing a lot of amazing shows. Like my favorite thing is when like we get to play with bands that are just like awesome, kind of across the board. Like not just like. Oh, they're really talented because like you, know, you can meet a million talented bands, but like they're just like really nice and like you can hit it off with them, and it's like they're wild. Like I remember when we played with the Angies at the Fire, like gig was like piss poor, but like their stage presence was awesome, and like they like they were really nice, and like we really like hit it off with them, and then we got to play with them at the Haven and played with them at mm-hmm. a release show that was just like oh like awesome, like this was like a really good gig because we played with like a really good band that we like. <laughs> yeah, love the Andes. Yeah, I had them on this, and they're like the sweetest people ever. I love them. <laughs> they're the best. Shout out, <laughs> Seb and Tara. Yes. Uh, t- uh, Tara actually did one of my tattoos. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> I-, I would show it, but I have like three layers of jacket. Huh? Um, <laughs> it's a screaming cat clown. Um, I-, I think my other favorite show would have to be, um, we just played up in Bethlehem, though. And that was like amazing. It's a place called the Ice House, and we played with Pale Fang, which is one of our favorite bands. That was a good time. Yeah, last night was awesome. <laughs> last night was really good too. Pretty top two. Anywhere with a stage. Yeah, with yeah, Pale Fang and Party Nerves. Yeah, so it was like playing with good bands that are also cool people and getting a good crowd turnout. Like pretty much, yeah. But if I had to pick one, oh, that's tough actually. I mean, as long as there's cool people at the gig, it's going to be a great gig. It doesn't matter if we're playing with them or if they're in the crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, so you guys have mentioned that you're a Philly band, but do you guys have um, like an amount of like a large amount of fans from like an unexpected area that you like wouldn't have ever expected to get like anything from? Yeah, play it. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, yeah, well, there's that. I wasn't expecting it to turn out, but we got played on a French radio station. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, yeah. I did not know a single word they said. I had to ask Molly what they were saying about us. But you remember the French station? You're muted, Molly. Yeah, we also got played on an English radio station. Do you guys remember that? Yeah. I... Yeah, we'll just pop up in random pockets of the world. And they're like, what is this? <laughs> also, somebody who messaged us from, like, Australia or New Zealand, shout out. I don't remember your name, but thank you for listening if you're shout listening out. to this. <laughs> shout out. That is cool. That's got to be, like, so weird <laughs> to, like, feel the, like, that you're being, like, perceived somewhere across the world. Like, it's so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so 
uh, yeah, it's it's funny because like it's always the most unexpected places I think that you find yourself because like mm-hmm. you know I like Reading is another one like most people like don't think of Reading as like this bustling music town but when we first went there it was just like whoa like all these cool bands and all these cool people and like this is a ball and this is a cool place what is this and like same thing with Ithaca we're like Molly's it's your cousin that lived up there right that's how we ended up finding out that they even did shows up there yeah um I've noticed that honestly like the best turnout for like a music scene is going to be in a smaller city versus Mm -hmm. like New York City or Los Angeles those places you know it's so saturated so if you want to like go to like a smaller city I think that you're just going to have like a better chance of having a better more um intentional scene with people that actually like who you are or in your music (laughs) um what are some opportunities that this band has opened up for you that you thought you would never be able to do ever i don't think we'd be on the other side of an interview Um. (laughs) yeah it's weird (laughs) but yeah but the actual yeah i mean so all the connections we've really made through goth goth you know like for example like just just like being like you know friends acquaintances with amber dj baby berlin from the goth scene has made us like a lot of inroads with the philly goths philly goths we love you um things like that and also yeah pretty much even for like side projects and things like that and meeting like all the musicians like i'm kind of been I've been kind of working my own little thing on the side but just from like playing in goth goth like now I know musicians that I can mm-hmm. talk to that are like hey cool I'll play with you so it's just like oh I need somebody to play keys oh I know such and such from this band you know or like oh this person plays bass and he's cool with what I'm doing so it's just like yeah just making all the new friends and connections either with like you know the people who run shows or other musicians or really even just cool people that like like us and then we get to know them too and they're like Mm -hmm. oh yeah like they're not naming names but there's like somebody who's like came out to see us and now they're starting on their band career which is very cool to see (laughs) um do you want to go molly or do you want me to go um i'll go um meeting all yeah just meeting so many cool people that are interested in um, post-punk and goth music. And as you said, um, our little baby bat who's now flying away and starting their own band, which is awesome. Um, And we got to meet Goth Dad, so that's pretty cool. (laughs) I think uh, for me personally, uh, honestly, it's just the opportunity to like talk to other artists. I mean, it's, like, weird to say, but it's, like, uh, I, you know, the whole reason I did music was just, like, I, like, grew up an only child in, like, the middle of nowhere, New Jersey. And it's kind of just, like, ah, I'm the one person in my high school who likes rock music, I think. <laughs> and it was, like, uh, you know, like, now it's, like, oh. Uh, at this goth goth gig, I'm going to be approached by like five different people who are going to like 
six different bands I love and we're going to have a conversation about it or I'm going to meet another artist who has a record that they're putting together that they're excited about or like it's fun to do that to connect with other people and also just like having the opportunity to play I, I mean you know a long time I kind of just like was just um You know, like you try your best to to get yourself out there to play shows and stuff, but it's just I'm always like bewildered sometimes when I take a step back and I'm like, oh, we got to play Philadelphia. That's cool. I mean, I don't know. I feel like I, I know a lot of Philly bands have gotten to play there, but it was a pretty big deal to us when we got in there because it was like we it's a mausoleum for goths, like you know, match made in heaven and any place with a stage and just like. You know, it's cool. It's just cool to, like, do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so where would you guys like to take Goth Goth? And do you have, like, a set future for it? Or are you just kind of going with the flow? We're going global. <laughs> going public. You can buy your stock in Goth Goth LLC. I think we're going with the flow for now. Um, and seeing where it goes. Yeah, man. Having cool opportunities like this is nice, you know? Yeah. Yeah, And, like, you know, we hit the grindstone with that album. And to be honest, like, with how we've been playing this week, I feel like we're at our our freaking peak, guys. So I think we're all kind of in agreement after a few drinks at the bar. Whatever we're doing, the primary goal is to have fun with it. So really go with the flow, have fun, jam out. Maybe you guys will get some music soon who knows i don't know come see us live though peak goth mm-hmm. goth <laughs> yeah i i mean i i think all joking aside like uh obviously like we'll see what we turn out in the next whenever million years we're around but um i think the like wolf said the immediate plan is to have fun with it and just kind of enjoy it I guess it's <laughs> I think that's the big thing is like we just enjoying it and that's the best way to go about it because you have all these crazy expectations and you don't meet them then it's not fun anymore but <laughs> um yeah so this is we're nearing the end so the last question I have for you guys is if you have any shows coming up that you want to plug so that people go to it, but <laughs> and that's it. Who's got the calendar? Uh, <laughs> we have at least two. We have, um, motherfucking, uh, uh, uh we have uh, a show in Belmar. Um, I think that's TBA. Elmar, um, New Jersey, the one near Asbury Park, not the not the one directly across the bridge. Yeah, <laughs> the we beach have, one. Yeah, we have one in yeah in near Asbury Park, and then we have um, a show at Anchor Rock Club, um, March. Yeah, it's the Goth March. Twenty second. Yeah, Is it it's called Ghost March. Yeah. Yeah, it's called Go Smart, and um, it's March 22nd, and it's in Atlantic City. Awesome. 
hey, if you want us to play with you in Philly, we might we might be open. So, it's up. <laughs> we just came yeah. off the holidays. Booking wasn't uh booking wasn't really on the top of our minds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for doing this interview. This was very fun. And um, to the listeners, make sure you follow Goth Goth on any platform possible and stream their music anywhere and listen to their newest album as many times as possible. <laughs> and um, as always, remember to stay groovy.